here with Steve and Ken of, of Monster Paranormal. They're getting ready for Monstrosity 2016 at the Botanical Gardens coming up this weekend. Um, right now we're at the Thornhill Mansion in Foss Park in Chesterfield, Missouri. And Steve, you said you're from this area. Could you tell us a little bit about this mansion? This mansion was actually the home of Frederick Bates. It was built between you know, 1815 and 1820, more than likely by slaves. He was involved in the Louisiana Purchase land grants in this area, which was a very important position if you consider it at the time of his acquisition from the Spanish. He also became the second governor of the state of Missouri. 24? Until, yeah, 18, just for a year, 1824, 1825. So this house was owned and occupied up until like 18, or 1968, and it was turned over to an estate to renovate. And I heard stories that when they did the renovations, they actually found a loaded flintlock pistol up in the rafters on the second floor. And this is when they had the stories of the people that were involved in the museum director said that two of the people were up in the second floor and they saw a full figure apparition of Frederick Bates on the second floor. That's super cool. It's my understanding too that I think he actually died in the house because he died while in office. He was only in office for like nine or ten months. And I think he died in the house of, I forget what, dip, maybe it was, I don't know, dip there. I forget what it was exactly, but yeah, I think he died in the house too. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe why the stories abound that he's still here? Mm-hmm. Cool. This is a really cool place. Could you guys tell us a little bit about Monster Paranormal and, and what you all do? Monster Paranormal is an umbrella group for uh, basically numerous individuals and small groups in the St. Louis area and the surrounding areas. And... We basically all get together uh, once a month to chat about different things in the paranormal world. And paranormal can be anything. I mean, we have cryptozoologists, we have um, ufologists, we have, uh, you know, paranormal investigators or or, um, uh, ghost hunters, as people call us. We prefer paranormal investigators because... It's not as scary, and it's, I think it's just a better term to use. And we do a lot of research before we do any We do a lot of research, especially on the history, because we focus on the, the, the things that we do. We call it uh, para-history lectures or para-history tours, um, different things like that. But we all get together uh, once a month. Uh, it's like the third, third Monday of the month at uh, Crusoe's Restaurant down in South City and just chat about different things. But then we also work on and collaborate on larger projects. Example would be uh, a year ago, uh, the team worked with the Missouri Botanical Gardens on, uh, we created a movie for them to show at their Spirits in the Garden event back in uh, October 30th of last year. And we had a ball. We investigated the garden, for example, 10 of us did for three different nights, eight hours each night, and we came up with probably 250 plus good pieces of evidence. We couldn't use them all in the movie, or in our film, a 16-minute film called Spirits in the Garden, but really uh, uh, really good pieces of evidence that we came up with. Some of them were quiet, though, so we couldn't actually use them in the film. The film that we made verified and validated the stories of the employees. We came up with about 15 different stories from about 10 different people, 12 different employees of the garden, 
And our objective was to validate their stories to prove that they weren't crazy. And we successfully did. Yeah, we watched a little bit of the film on the way over here, and it was it was really cool what you guys found. Could you tell us a little bit about Botanical Gardens? Because the monstrosity is going to be there. Let's see. Well, the history, and this is not, this may be a little bit off on some of the dates, but we do know that Henry Shaw was born in 1900. <clears throat> he came to uh, United States. I'm sorry, I said 1900. Uh, 1800, thank you. He came to America, at, I believe, at the age of uh, 19. Came to St. Louis, I think, when he was 19. Worked at a, owned a hardware store. Became, in essence, a millionaire of that time. He retired, I think, at the age of like 40 or 45 and started building this garden and he wanted to make it a world-famous botanical-type garden and he modeled, <clears throat> modeled it after um, a couple of Europeans. Uh, opened the gardens about 1850s, I believe it was. Built built the Tower Grove house and all a lot of the fixtures, of the, uh, some of the buildings that were originally there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, uh, ended up, you know, deeding a large part of his property to the city of St. Louis during his life as 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 a Tower Grove Park. So he. That was actually a gift to Tower Grove Park, or to the city of St. Louis. He also then uh, built a, a wall, opened it up to the public, his gardens. I have no idea what year that was, but let's just say it was 1860s. I don't know the number. Uh, but we do know also that he lived, I believe, downtown uh, in a townhouse there. And in 18... 1889, <laughs> matter of fact, August 25th, so this is coming up Thursday, um, he died in his townhouse, which was located on the property. During our tours and such and investigations, we will uh, we'll point out the actual room that he, that he died in. After his death, part of his will stated that um, the botanical gardens, the whole property could not be owned by an individual. So they set up a trust, and it's never been owned by any one person. There's a group of people who manage the whole place, and it's, of course you've seen it's grown significantly since then, uh, significantly. And um, they, part of, the other part of his will stated that they had to bring his townhouse from downtown St. Louis onto the property. So we have several buildings that are there that we have found uh, basically hauntings. The, the Tower Grove house is haunted, not just by him, but by some of his close friends. One was named Frederick. We spoke to him in French during one of our, during one of our sessions. Yeah, it was amazing. French. Exactly. Yeah. He asked a couple questions in French, and uh, Carrie, who speaks fluent French, had a conversation with this with this gentleman for about with about over a period of 30 minutes. So it was fascinating. It was great. Yeah. We we've heard we heard from some of the slaves that that work there. Uh, one of them, I think, being Rebecca, uh, had this sound of a broom sweeping. It lasted for about two minutes, and then it, when we asked, "Is that you, Rebecca?" It just cut off immediately, and the cricket sounds came back, which huh. was just absolutely amazing. The townhouse, we found um, there's a stairwell 
<clears throat> we, we did some lockdown sessions in the area, or in that, in the stairwell, it's a three, three and a half story stairwell, um, and we just set up our equipment, and we had a lot of responses and a lot of uh, conversation going on while we weren't even in the building for over an hour. Museum was fascinating. We're, we're given the tour of the, of the we're, we were being given a tour of where we could go that night, the very first time we're there. Steve captured a photo. Can I tell about that one? Yeah, we caught a picture of a spirit energy, and I actually saw it moving out of the corner of my left eye. And I snapped a photo, and you could see it was, what we call it, I guess some people would call it a rod, where you can actually see the movement of the picture as it's going through. Uh, up on the second floor of the museum library, where they had a activity where candles and such were being knocked down there during the uh, Garden Glow, was mm-hmm. it, the yep. event? Uh, uh, Christmas time. During the Christmas time. So that was just one of the stories, and here he captures that. Uh, that On the first night, you know, at 6 o'clock in the evening, it wasn't even dark yet. We had just walked into the second building, and mm-hmm. he, he gets this. And Patty, who is also, I think you, you've talked to her on the phone, possibly, she actually captured a photo of, in the same building, like 15 minutes, or about the same time, actually, she was on the first floor, and you see two um, uh, images of spirit energy. It looks like they're taking a dive off of the off the balcony, one from each side. Both of those pictures are in the movie. Okay, so we have the museum, and then what else do we have? The building to go into. We have uh, oh the tomb, the, the tomb, the, the tomb, the mausoleum where he's actually buried. We had some activity there. We're all inside of inside of it, and we're looking through. And of course, we're all inside. There's only ten of us. And we see shadow figures walking on the outside of the, of the through the windows of the tomb. And then we captured, um, on the way out, everybody else was gone, and I'm, we're seeing movement. So a friend of mine, Al, and I were standing there, and, and while we're standing there, I got an EVP. Never heard it, but when I listened to the recordings later, it was basically a gospel choir singing. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing, because right there was a procession. Yeah. yeah. There was a procession the day he died, the, the day I guess he was buried. Wow. It's just absolutely amazing. That's wild. You guys have quite a history at the the gardens then. Yes, we do. Is oh, that wow. why you? I guess that's why you chose the location for the, the the conference convention. That is absolutely true. When we had all this great activity, uh, we've become good friends with a number of people um, in the management side at the garden. And when we approached them back in February, their first impression was, sure, can you have it next week? <laughs> it's not quite that, but it was really exciting, and we've been working with them since February on actually pulling, pulling this together, and they have been magnificent. So. Wow, that's awesome. Could you tell us uh, a little bit about what to expect at Monstrosity? A lot of people have had their names called out, and not just in the group, just People walking by, the employees have had their names called out. Uh, a lot of the directors had their names called out. And not using any devices, just they would hear name, their name called, and they turn around and no one was there. Oh, yeah? So we're telling people to, you know, keep your ear peeled because someone might call your name. Mm-hmm. And you won't hear it. It'll be a disembodied voice. Wow. Uh, we've seen a lot of shadow figures, like Ken said, around the tomb. But even on the pathways, uh, one jumped right out in front of me. I could have touched it. I mean, it startled me. It didn't scare me, but it certainly startled me because it was so close and black. And we were at night that time. It was probably 11 o'clock at night. 
and it was blacker than the night. Wow. So there's definitely a lot of shadow figures we're going to see. You're going to hear your voices, you're going to hear your voices and names called, and that's without even recording devices. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and, I, it, and we have to clear, qualify that too because mm-hmm. it's not you. Not everyone is going to experience stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature. If if the spirits decide that they're going to contact you or show themselves or let you hear them or whatever, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't say, uh, hey, this is a song and dance time. Come on, you know. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. yeah. knock on that right. wall. Just that but in that nuts. respect, every tour is going to be different because you never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. But as far as the what we're going to be offering, uh, we have, uh, it's Friday night starting at uh, 4 o'clock. The doors will open uh, as far as the vendor area and the speaker series. <clears throat> it'll close at 8 on, on Friday. Saturday morning, it'll open at 9 and go until, again, until 8 p.m. That's the vendor area and the speakers. We have three speakers on Friday evening, and we have six speakers on Saturday. Uh, interesting thing is, is that most of them are either, well, they're all either um, paranormal-type authors, uh, paranormal again, all-encompassing, or they are TV personalities from, you know, your favorite TV personalities from Sci-Fi Channel, from Destination America, from whatever else is out there. Um, People are going to be coming in from True Ghost Stories, from um, uh, Ghost Adventures, My Ghost Story, Ghost Adventures again. Um, So anyway, there's, there's, like like I said, there's nine speakers. Michelle Hutchins, the Mile High Psychic Medium from Denver, will also be in for two psychic galleries. She's going to give one at 7 o'clock on Friday and another presentation and discussion on Saturday afternoon at this point at 1 o'clock. So get your tickets on those. Yeah. Uh, we did an interview with Michelle, and, and we'll be posting that later this week. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I heard about that. She said it was great. She said to tell you guys hi. The other thing we're going to have in the evenings from 6 o'clock until about 9.30-ish, we're going to have family. We're going to offer family spirit tours. So we're trying to get the families and even children from the ages of 12 and up attend these um, these tours. Um, we think 12 is a good age for this. And we're actually going to have a demonstration of paranormal investigators. Uh, what do we do? And we're going to actually have a demonstration using a spirit box in, in the museum, which is highly active. The other thing we're going to do and have are two-hour investigations and three-hour investigations overnight, starting about 9.30-ish, 10 o'clock for the two-hour, and then at midnight or 12.30, we're going to have a three-hour investigation of the garden, walking around and going into uh, at least one of the buildings that we'll be allowed to. And There's nothing cooler than walking through the garden at night. Oh my God, it's so neat. Yeah. It's yeah, we'll tell people no flashlights would freak them all out. <laughs> and no, we are not your typical haunted house type thing. We are not going to jump yeah, out and scare yeah. people. That is not what we do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No. Are there uh, tickets for the, the investigations? Or? Absolutely. All the tickets are um, uh, available on uh, monsterparanormal.com. Matter of fact, just recently, due to the unbelievable generosity of one of our monster patrons, we were able to drop our, our event prices 
uh, down to pre-sale prices only through Thursday of this week, uh, through the 25th, uh, $10 to come in for the, um, for the uh, speaker series and the vendor area. And the uh, at-the-door price will be $20. And that includes Friday and Saturday night. It, Friday and Saturday, yep. doesn't really matter which day. And then if they don't want to go to the speaker series and only want to go to the vendor area, that's, that's a, a $10 charge. Mm -hmm. Buy them right now. You get the whole, yeah. the whole thing for ten bucks, or you get it for twenty bucks at the door. That's wild. That is a huge price that drop. Huge. That is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. It was, it was a very generous um, offer by, like I said, as a friend of the, uh, a friend of our, of, of our crew, and mm -hmm. she's a monster patron. I, I like uh, that. Monster yeah. patron. Yep. <laughs> it is, oh my gosh, it was it was unbelievable. So uh, so cool. We're like. Heck yeah, we'll do that. What the heck? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty uh pretty wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. So we've been to a, a, another convention in Alton, and I wonder how do you pick who's gonna be your speaker? Do you know these people or? Um, Patty and I went to um, we we attended Phenomicon last year, in usually it's held in uh, Gettysburg, but last year it was held in York, Pennsylvania. The area very well. I could told you earlier. I worked in Pennsylvania for about uh, about a year, but um, we met. I believe everybody that is coming, we've met either through that conference that we went to, or a few of them we met through um, uh, Stephen Lachance, who actually founded Monster Paranormal about uh, going on about a year and a half now, almost two years. Um, he has since, you know, retired from the paranormal world, but um, some, of the, some of the people that are coming in, he knew, and we were able to contact those people through him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. pretty fascinating. That's cool. A couple of things that the team, the crew as we call it, are working on. And again, this, remember, Monster Paranormal is an umbrella group that is a lot of individuals and or smaller teams. So a couple of smaller teams, of course, they have their own... I won't say events, but projects, for a better word. And one one of the groups that we also belong to, Steve and I, we went out to Central Methodist University out in Fayette, Missouri, about, about six, seven weeks Almost ago now. the end of June. Okay, so about six, seven weeks ago, whatever. And the objective out there was to, again, validate some of the history and some of the stories and find evidence to support them. We were given access to, and I'll say it this way, everything. <laughs> we had access to every building, every, almost every inch of that campus. <clears throat> at, at that time, we were there for three and a half days. Spent daytime, nighttime, overnight investigations. It was uh, pretty tremendous. When we first got there, well, actually, we stayed at um, the Givens house, which is haunted. We walk in the door, and as the first three people walk across the threshold, a couple of them see a shadow figure run up the steps, and then there's a woman's voice that goes, Hello! And we're like, this is going to be a great weekend. <laughs> there's no yeah. one in the house. There's we no one in the house. In the house. Oh, man. It was absolutely fascinating. That's wild. And the next morning, we were discussing our plans, what we we're gonna, you know, how we we're gonna attack today, and in the same woman's voice, 
over the top of all our voices while we're discussing, yells out, Are you still there? And we said, Yes, we are. We'll be here a while, and thanks for letting <laughs> us visit. That's but it so was cool. clear as a bell. Wow. It was amazing. And we, we captured five of us. Or we actually captured four different people captured uh, images of apparitions. Three of them were the same apparition because they were all standing at the bottom of the stairwell looking at the third floor in between the steps. And first person captured uh, a single woman standing there. And you can see her fingers hanging over the edge of the banister. And then the next person, of course, they're all taking pictures same time. Next one has two people, a man and a woman there. And then another person captured that same, basically, images. And there was a, um, uh, the man and the woman were still there, but they had moved positions. So that was incredible. But the objective of the whole thing is that we're going to be putting together a presentation for them and actually presenting it to them sometime in, uh, we think sometime in October. And it could be presented to the whole school too, which is kind of really kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. That's so. super cool. Um, do you guys do any other tours around around the city? We really don't do a lot of tours okay. yet. We're, yeah. we're working on some things and we have some some locations that are we're working with right now to try to formulate something. But we do give presentations. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, we have three presentations. It was amazing. We were asked asked by the uh, St. Louis County Public Library to give a presentation to the new building that they just opened up over on Graboy. So uh, we are going to be presenting a what do you call lecture it? Lecture series. A lecture series, I guess. It's great. It's a great word. History and, and paranormal. Parahistory. Wow, that's cool. Uh, at that particular branch on October the 20th, that mm -hmm. evening. And then once we agreed to that one, two other branches contacted us and said, hey, can you do it for us too? Yeah. So now we have two more events in, um, in November. Awesome. So it's, that's so cool. It's, it's just fascinating. We usually end the podcast by uh, sharing some sort of ghost story, whether it's a, a paranormal experience that you had yourself or uh, that is one of your favorites that you've heard. Would you have a, a story to share? I'm just going to give you a real brief one. It was recent history, so I'm going to bring it in. and involves Missouri Botanical Gardens. A lady in our group walked into Mr. Shaw's sister's bedroom. And her sister's name was... Uh, Caroline. Caroline. And she looked into a tiny mirror in her bedroom. It was probably six by six. It wasn't a very large mirror. She looked in the mirror, and she, I was right behind her. And she turned at me, and her eyes were the size of silver dollars. And I said, uh, you saw something in the mirror, didn't you? And she goes, yes, it was a woman's face. And I go, it wasn't your face, was it? And she said, no, it was not. She goes, go take some pictures. Because she was freaked out. So I went in and took three pictures in a row, and you could actually see, the first picture was clear, the second picture you could see a face developing in the lower right-hand corner, and the third picture you could actually see like five faces developing, and this was just done at the end of July. So, guess what the story is, there is a lot of activity in Tyler Grove, you know, yeah. in, in Shower, Botanical Gardens. That's wild. My forte, I guess, is working with the spirit box. Here's a good one. 
working with the Spirit Box, and I have a SB7, and I also have a, 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 what they call a Radio Shack a, a Shack Hack for a Frank's Box. And using the Frank's Box about four years ago, I guess, um, I was at the Lincoln Theater in uh, Decatur, Illinois, at one of the conferences, and there was no electricity in the place at all. Because the place had been, uh, the owner had died a few months before that, so they had most of it shut down. And But we were still allowed to go in to do an investigation that night. So it's pitch black. And I'm standing up on stage with the Frank's box going. And I'm, I'm just kind of looking out into nothing because it's just black. It's just blackness. And towards the seats from the stage, and I was just sensing all these, just like an audience out there. Just people everywhere. So I turned my machine on and I had my flashlights so I could see because it was, like I said, it's pitch black. And next thing I know, I've got about 12, 14 people of my friends or people that I didn't even know who they were, but they were all standing around listening for this session. We ended up speaking with Al Capone's men. Wow. It was unbelievable. Believable. I mean, we carried on a conversation, or I carried on a conversation for about maybe 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I even pretended like I was one of them, you know, yeah. talking in the old gangster voice and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, and the guy that I was speaking with kept saying, why? Why do you want him? I mean, we was getting almost full sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, what for? You know, and I said, well... I'm trying to warn him. There's, a, I've got a job to do with him tonight, but I'm trying to warn him that Elliot Ness is in town. He goes, "We know." Whoa. And my eyes got really big, and I said, "You, you do?" I said, "Does Al know?" We have a hit on him. I'm like, "Oh my God, this is so cool!" You know, I, I said that out loud. I hear all these different voices start telling me, "Leave, leave now." go and getting stern all this and I'm like oh my god I said all these people looking at me you know big eyes around me you could almost see them in the dark <laughs> their eyes were so big and they said uh, I don't know if a person can get shot by invisible machine gun bullets but uh, I'm not going to take any chances and I switched the station I turned yeah. around I'm like oh my god but it was unbelievably cool mm-hmm. that's, that's the most like detailed most interactive piece of job story I've ever heard Thanks so much for talking with us today. You're very welcome. Yeah, and uh, we hope to see everybody out at Monstrosity this weekend. Buy your tickets. They're cheaper till Thursday. Yeah. The 25th of August. Cool. Thank you very much. Mm